This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. in Durham. It's a Thursday. It's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> All right. We're good to go. Numbers 844-SAY-ACCN. We are streaming <laughs> live on the ESPN app. That's the deal. I'm Mark Packer going solo again back in the basement. Just me and the dogs. No Captain Ron. No Robert. No Otto. No tequila. Nothing. Zip. Nada. <laughs> What's going on with you, Mr. Durham? I'm well, Pac. Great to see you. Boys look good this morning, and uh, we got a huge show. I mean, a lot of guests today. We're going to go baseball. We're going to go softball. We're going to go women's lacrosse. We got one of the greats on here today. It's going to be a terrific show in terms of guests. Got a lot of interesting news to cover and more, but uh, all is well on this Cinco de Mayo Thursday morning, sir. Uh, tomorrow's a big day for our family. I'll explain that on tomorrow's show, but today is Cinco de Mayo. Yesterday was the, May the 4th be with you for all you Star Wars nuts out yeah. there, and I know there's a bunch of you. Uh, but there is a bunch of news, right? I mean, yesterday we did a heavy dose of name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, the NCAA. Yep. What are we going to do next? I know that uh, Sankey and Kliakov are going to Capitol Hill today. Uh, to meet with Congress. We'll see where that goes with the lawmakers up on the Hill. I have no earthly idea. We've always talked about that. When plan B is go to Congress, that's always makes you a little bit nervous. But I just like that there's some movement on that front with the real movers and shakers in our industry, Wes, understanding the importance of the big picture. I think that's right, Mark. I think that's a, it's a step. Now, you know, let me, let me also say this too. I'm not, not sure you want to go up there and, take two of the more power uh, power minds in college athletics and just give it all to the Congress and let them sort it out. I think Congress can help you and guide you, but I think it's still incumbent upon these five commissioners and Jack Swarbrick to, to create the rails, if you will, that, uh, that you're going to move the car on here. But uh, certainly it's a step in progress, and it's evident uh, by a lot of things. We're going to talk in a moment about a survey that's been conducted uh, by lead one, that's the association that Tom McMillan's now the chair of, uh, looking at the Division One world, if you will, of athletics. We'll talk about a survey there and how all that works. We are going to get back to more of your phone calls at 844-ACCN, if you choose to, about name, image, and likeness in the portal and things like that, because I know we left a lot of stuff on the table yesterday. This is going to continue to evolve. That's just the nature of what this is. Remember now, we, we touched yesterday, Pac, and I thought you, you mentioned this really in, in kind of accordance with our chronology here. It was about three months ago that Bubba Cunningham told us it might be two or three more years of this, right? And it now looks like that ADs, coaches, and even to a degree CEOs or chief executive officers of these respective institutions are trying to expedite this. They're trying to get these rules and regulations put in place because they realize – the accelerated track this is on could be really, really dangerous. Well, I like the fact that, that the, the smart people in the business are taking ownership. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of folks are going, yep. what well, took so long? Well, you know, sometimes you, you, know, you, you make decisions. Like you keep talking about having repercussions for decisions that you make. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you have to live it a little bit and then realize, hey, wait a minute, we can do this. So, I, again, I was very yep. encouraged with what I heard the last 48 hours from people that I respect 
in college athletics going, hey, listen, let's take this over and try to figure this thing out. So it's a great first step. Again, let's see if we can get to the finish line on this thing and get some kind of rules, regulations, guidelines, whatever the case may be, as far as the portal goes, as far as uh, name, image, and likeness, and other issues. So we'll keep you you know abreast of all that stuff, what's going down. So that's the latest on that front. And like you said, what's the folks want to call in, they can at 844-SAY-ACCN. Yep, we got a limited number of games this week. Most of the campuses are headed toward exams. So things are going to be a little uh, awkward or imbalanced, if you will, in the next week or so. But we did have one thing last night we wanted to keep you updated on, and that was Florida State getting the sweep for the first time in 16 years last night. They took out the Gators in softball 2-1. to one. Uh, The number three Seminoles walked it off. Johnny Kerr, a solo homer to center field last night to send Florida State to 46-5 and five on the year. Look at this bomb out at Joanne Graff Field last night. There's Sydney Sherrill. She had her 200th career RBI last night. Um, all sorts of stuff on the table last night for, uh, for a crowd of nearly 1,800 in Tallahassee to, uh, to watch Florida State win it by a final of 2-1. to one. Boy, so congratulations watch, to the Seminoles. Just watching that ball you got there. It looked like you feathering a little eight iron in there in the uh, Peach Bowl oh, Classic yeah, yeah. this week. And in, in there sure. about three feet. But Florida State is balling now. 2-1 seems to be the magic number. You know, they beat Oklahoma State last week. Both games 2-1. to one. OK State was ranked in the top ten. The Gators really good, too. Beat them 2-1 to one last night. Florida State this year is 14-2. and two. Against ranked opponents, they are 14 and 0 when they're on national television, and 30 and 0 against non-conference opponents. So, uh, Lonnie's got a great program. I'm not telling you something you haven't heard us say before. Virginia Tech wins the regular season. We'll talk to Coach Pete later on in the program, and next week the ACC softball tournament gets started. Five teams ranked in the top 25. We talked about Duke. We know about Clemson. We know about Notre Dame. But, man, Virginia Tech and Florida State are big-time legit. Would not surprise me if either one of them, if not both, and maybe another ACC team or so, can get to Oklahoma City. But these are some big-time teams. And, again, for Lonnie and the ladies last night, uh, feeling good with the Gator Chomp going for the sweep, like you said, first time since 06. But uh, Florida State softball, as usual, a standard and a big-time national power. Yeah, Catherine Sandercock, by the way, uh, one of the ACC star pitchers, uh, struck out four, allowed only two hits and one run last night going the distance for Florida State in the win. So there you go. We'll talk more about pitching as it relates to the softball tournament, I'm sure, on Monday's show. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday next week, we're going to be live from Amelia Island at the ACC spring meetings. But as I say, the scheduling is going to be a little imbalanced now because we've got exams almost across the board at all these institutions. So, you know, you won't see much stuff during the week. It'll pick back up on the weekends. And, of course, uh, we'll keep you posted there as we move through the weekend. But uh, that's about uh, that's about all we had for you on the table last night in terms of, um, uh, in terms of uh, games. Now, there is one thing. We visited this about a year or so ago. And, I, in fact, you made the statement, and I thought, I thought you were right, that Valerie Cagle might have been the biggest star on Clemson's campus, right? Remember, she was taking over the world pitching and hitting in softball for John Rittman. And you said Valerie Cagle might be one of the biggest stars no, I, on an I, ACC campus. No, I, I said last year I thought she was the biggest star on Clemson's campus. Valerie Cagle, one football right. player, 
No, no. I mean, the Trevor Lawrence era had ended and all that great stuff. And Valerie Cagle right. and Clemson softball at the time just kind of took off, right? I mean, it was a really kind of a cool story. John yeah. Rittman starting the program. They got a new stadium. And here comes this uh, freshman in there hitting everything, known to man, pitching, no hitters, the whole deal. And I said, she's the biggest right. student athlete in terms of star power on the campus. And there were a lot of people thought I was crazy. I was like, I'm not crazy. I'm just telling yeah. you what I think here on this one. And we kind of turned that into a, a kind of a fun topic. So we're going to kind of revisit that a little bit today as far as your favorite ACC school. Who is the biggest student athlete as far as star power yeah. currently on your campus? Currently on your campus. All right. So yeah. we'll just throw that out for social media, phone calls, whatever the case may be. And I went through and made a list. And there are some schools that I kind of hit a wall on because I'm like, man, there's like three or four you could go. There's some that you're like, well, I'm not sure who I would lean to on the start. And then there's some, I think that are kind of no brainers. Well, in fact, I think we're going to talk right. to one of them later in the show. Right. And uh, I'm talking about Absolutely. Charlotte North and BC, who I think is an ultimate national superstar, much less just BC. But I think it's a fun topic. And again, whatever fan base uh, you happen to fall under, whatever school you love, you can call the show. You can send us a text or a tweet or whatever you want to do on social media and uh, have fun with it. But what? who do you consider the biggest sports star as far as student athletes currently on your favorite ACC campus? That's the question. Yep. And uh, we've got some responses already on social media, but you can tag us. Use the hashtag Packer and Durham. You can tag Mark and I individually if you want to. Uh, get us your answers. We'll show some of them on the screen. We'll pass over, uh, look at some of these, and uh, and examine them. And it's been interesting to see some of the results already. You know, to me, Wes, when I was brainstorming with this yesterday afternoon, working on this crazy idea, uh, I was surprised mm -hmm. how often I came to the conclusion that for me personally, for school X, Y, or Z, I had a female right. student athlete. Mm. Now, I'm just going to throw that out there as a little – a little bait, if you will, for everybody that's thinking about this topic for the first time. Because yeah, immediately you think of, well, football, basketball, you know, and that's what it is. I think you will be surprised, at least in this conference, how many quote-unquote Olympic sports, and of course we get to this time of the year where you go, foot, you know, football, spring football's over, basketball for the most part, other than transfer right. portal news is, news is over. So you start getting into softball and baseball and women's tennis and golf and field hockey and, 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 and you know, tennis. I mean, we go through the whole spring semester. All of a sudden, we start talking about all these sports and have all these great interviews with student-athletes, and you realize, wow, that, that is a national star we're talking to. So I think when you try to figure out the answer for your favorite ACC school, you may be pleasantly surprised how often you end up leaning towards a female or another maybe Olympic sport as opposed to, quote-unquote, the revenue sports, right? So I'm just throwing that one at you. All right, I tell you what, hop in here early if you want to talk to us about name, image, and likeness and portal. Uh, we'll do that. we got a busy 8 o'clock. Uh, Luke Gold is going to be here. He's having a sensational year at Boston College. Uh, we will talk to him at 8.30. Dan McDonald, one of our favorites, the head baseball coach at Louisville, will be here quarter to 9. Pete Damore is the softball coach at Virginia Tech. He's at 9.15. And the GOAT of women's lacrosse, Charlotte North, at 9.30. All that. That's a busy Thursday pack. 
It's a busy Thursday. That is a Boston College bookend. That's a BC bookend is what yeah. that is. Because Luke Gold is hitting everything yeah. in sight. And uh, we had Rooney on the other day. He said, dude, he's a major league player. That's who he is. So if you don't know yeah. who Luke Gold is, you will. And Luke, by the way, will be making his debut on the program. So we look forward to yeah. it. There you go. All right. Uh, also, when we come back, we're going to dive into that uh, survey of athletic directors from the folks at Lead One. Uh, what do the ADs think? I know what that guy in the sunglasses thinks. He told us that three months ago. But the others have voted, and uh, we'll get the percentages. I'm not. I don't think you're going to be surprised by much here when we come back. Packer and Durham underway on a Thursday on ACCN. This is the Packer and Durham podcast. On a Thursday. Your lucky number, by the way, is 622. 622 on Cinco de Mayo. Just want to pass that on to you. All right, we're going to throw a bunch of numbers on you here momentarily in this segment because it's something you should pay attention to. Uh, Number for the show, if you want to jump on board, you know how we roll on this thing, is 844-SAY-ACCN. 844-SAY-ACCN. Uh, Lead One Association is comprised of the 130 schools that play FBS football. And Tom McMillan, of course, one of the great ACC basketball stars of the 1970s, is kind of the chair of Lead One. It's an organization that kind of breaks down a bigger group of athletic directors into the FBS group. And uh, the results of a survey... Uh, revealed that 90% of athletic directors polled are concerned that collectives are using name, image, and likeness payments as an improper recruiting tool. Now, pack 90%, that is a huge number. Wes, uh, I got to be honest with you, I think that number's low. Uh, when, I, when I saw this story yesterday, I'm like, how is that not 100%? You mean... There, you mean to tell me there's 10% of ADs that are like, oh, hey, wait a minute now. There's uh, nothing to see here. We're good. I mean, come on. I, I thought that number yeah. was low. I, I was stunned when I saw that number yesterday. Now, listen, apparently there's 130 FBS ADs. 80 of them were polled, right? So that means there's 50 right. missing pieces to the survey. But we're going to throw numbers on you. But I was stunned that that number was that low. Call me crazy. Well, I no, no, I'm with you on that. I'd like to know of the 80%. Now, here's here's where I would go with you on this. If I found out that the 80% of the athletic directors in Lead One polled included all the Power Five, I, I'd probably jump in here. I'd jump in and say, okay, I'm I'm with you on it being low. But I honestly believe that if you go through the 130, because I believe that the Group Five crowd is not seeing as much name, image, and likeness rogue behavior as the Power Five crowd is. That's just me. Yeah, but let me tell you something. I mean, it's not 80%. It's 80 of 130 were surveyed, right? 80 right. of 130 were well, surveyed. 80 of 130, right. But uh, of the 80 that were, 90% uh, are concerned that collectives are using NIL as an improper recruiting tool. And even if you're a smaller uh, school, smaller league, it's a trickle-down effect, Wes. I mean, you know, if the big boys are sitting there using NIL as an inducement, if you don't think that doesn't affect your school, you're either naive or stupid because it does. <laughs> it affects everybody. I mean, this is a whole right. – everybody is all in on this. So 
like I said, when I read this story yesterday in The Athletic, and I was going through the numbers, we're going to throw these numbers on you. I was stunned how low they were. Now, some people may watch this segment and go, Pack, you're out of your mind, man. These numbers are sky high. Well, 90% is a big number, but I thought it'd be a higher number than that, to be honest with you. Yeah. One of the other notes here, 78% of the athletic directors polled agree NIL collectives will impact traditional fundraising from athletic departments, which may lead to a reduction in both participation and opportunities and the allocation of essential resources for student-athletes. This was the first concern I heard voiced uh, late last fall, Mark, that NIL was going to be counterintuitive to athletic department fundraising in a normal academic cycle. Of course it is. I mean, I don't even know how that number's not at 100%. Like I said, when I saw that number yesterday, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me 22% of the people think, oh, hey, no problem. You know, we got a money tree back here. So, you know what? Yeah, we're going to be fine with our fundraising because our, all of our top boosters are still going to give us a ton of money. And then they're going to reach into the other pocket and give a ton of money directly to either a student athlete or whatever is going on with the collective. Come on, man. Like I said, every yeah. time somebody reaches into their pocket, to pay for something, it will have a trickle-down effect on something else. Hey, you're going to give us your $1,000 this year? I'd love to, but I've already given it to the collective. I mean, please, that that number at 78% to me was stunningly low. How's that not on 100%? That's a good point there. 77%, by the way, agree on unregulated uh, NIL market will lead to increased scandals such as a sports betting scheme or other athletes being taken advantage of. That's the one that I think should be closer to 100%. I thought 77 was incredibly low there. Uh, I thought they all were. And every number you're going to throw in here, like I read this article yesterday, and I thought it was fascinating because the story is great. Uh, and I love these kind of surveys because, I mean, you hear from the folks who are on the front lines here. I got a front row seat. Mm-hmm. But I was um, – shockingly surprised at where these numbers were because i thought they would be much higher than what they uh, led on to but again only 80 of the 130 ad's were surveyed so keep that in mind all right uh they did ask other questions as it relates to name image and likeness being based on pay for performance or pay and pay for play uh 92% disagree that nil payments being used as pay for performance should be allowed uh, for instance, payments for scoring certain number of points a game, things like that. So uh, most every athletic director in agreement with that one. 87% disagree that NIL payments being used as pay for play should be allowed uh, solely for being on the team. Uh, and then 72% agree NIL payments should be tied to market value. Go figure. I'm going to just beat the same drum here, right? I'm going to just tell you the same thing I just said three minutes ago, five minutes ago. I thought the numbers would be a lot higher. I really did. But those are still significant. I mean, I'm not discounting it like, oh, nobody cares. No, just the exact opposite. It is a serious problem for everybody in college athletics, and it's got to be addressed. But it's got to be – to me, this has to be a priority. And I think you're sensing that given the fact that both Kliakoff and Sankey today are up on Capitol Hill – uh, we've had great meetings, I think, this week. Uh, and when you hear guys like Gene Smith, who I have a great deal of respect for at Ohio State, who kind of understands how the process works, 
Uh, you know how I feel about the Power Five commissioners and Jack Swarbrick. When they make statements, which they have been doing here lately, it tells me that, hey, right. this is a serious concern. It needs to be addressed yesterday, much less sometime today. So I'm encouraged that the people who can really have an impact on college athletics are beginning to act. And I'm not saying that they've been sound asleep because obviously they've been trying to get in front of this, but the NCAA did such a lousy job. Now it's time for the folks who can really get something done to roll up their sleeves and really say, hey, let's get to work. And they're doing that, which I am encouraged by. But this whole survey is really, really, I think, fascinating. And for folks that, uh, and again, I'm not paid to to say this, but I think the uh, subscription to The Athletic is a beautiful thing because they do great work and great articles. Uh, But this is a great, Mm -hmm. fun, interesting survey to read. It really is. Yeah. Here's the the one thing about transfer portal restrictions that was polled by the ADs. 87% agree more structures should be implemented for transfer portals, such as designated time windows. And I think that follows up with Todd Berry and the American Football Coaches Association. I can sense that part is already kind of leaving the station, if you will, in terms of an implementation. The question is, can you get it into the coffers for 23 or 22-23, or do you have to wait till the fall of 23, or July 1 of 23, or whatever the case may be? If they can get somehow the portal into a time frame this year, that would be terrific, in, in my opinion. Wes, I think if they could do it and snap their fingers, they would do that. And I think that if you polled yep. uh, coaches, uh, that number would be at 100%. I mean, you know, the fact that 87, 87% of ADs mentioned it. I mean, obviously, who are ADs talking to? They're talking to their coaches. Hey, what's our problem? What are you finding? And uh, so, you know, again, I still think that number's low, but it is a telling sign of where we are right now in the big picture. Uh, Let's go to Steve in Virginia who wants to talk to us this morning. Steve, good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Love your discussions. Love everything you have to say, except I take exception with Mark where he says the NIL payment should be unlimited. All the kids can get. And I really think it should be more like an enhancement to their college experience. Not so much money they could retire after one year of NIL, you know, work there. And I think something like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year would be a good enhancement. It would, it would really help them out in a lot of ways. But these huge deals, I think, would be ridiculous. And it also makes for an unlevel playing field. Some schools are just unbelievably rich with huge, huge, rich alumni bases. Some schools are more down to earth with engineers and farmers and everything. And then you got this locker room envy. You know, it's it's nice that the guy next to you buy a few extra beers at the party, but the guy's driving a Lamborghini and making a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a lot of inequity there in the locker room. And I would like to have Mark really explain and justify somebody making a million dollars when he's still a junior or senior or a sophomore in college. Steve, I will. Let me, two, right. part, two parts. Don't hang up on me, Steve, because I have a question for you. I hope you're still there. Uh, number one, yeah. uh, even before name, image, and likeness, which unveiled itself on July 1st, 2021, 
there was already an unlevel playing field. I mean, so let's not fool ourselves that NIL all of a sudden tilted things this way. Now, hey, that's hey, what Bama, Ohio State, uh, they've been doing is totally different than what Middle Tennessee State and Roast Beef and them do. So the, the, balance, the unbalanced playing field has been there since dirt. I mean, there are some schools with bigger uh, financial advantages than others. It's always been that way, even without name, image, likeness. That's number one. Number two. Uh, Steve, if you had a daughter or a son who was in college and a corporation came up to your son or daughter and said, hey, listen, we love what you do. We're really proud that you're part of School X. We're going to give you $500,000 a year to sign autographs. And if, if your son or daughter came back to you and say, Dad, you're not going to believe this. I'm having so much fun at school. We have a great team. I love my coaches. I love going to class. Today. And there is a company that's going to give me a half a million dollars a year to sign autographs. Would you tell them not to take the money or just to say, hey, listen, you only, only need ten to 15000 Give the rest back. Just curious how you'd handle that. Well, well two things on that, Mark. One, if it's legal, and that's what we're talking about now, what are legal limits and what are unlegal limits? No, it is legal. Many years, I remember when Charles Barkley joined the NBA. He left Auburn a year early, and they interviewed him a few months after he was in the NBA and said, do you miss Auburn? He said, you know, since I joined the NBA, my lifestyle has really went downhill. (laughs) I, I get that, but that's got nothing to do with my question. There, there are no limits. We've got reports that kids are coming out of high school signing $2 million a year deals. So I'm, I'm going to lowball you for your son or daughter. They're going to give your son or daughter $500,000 to sign autographs. They come to you and say, Dad, can you believe it? What do you tell them? Well, there's no rules out there and nothing illegal no. about that. Certainly they should take no. it. Okay. There you go. I'm just the talking, question. should there be rules? I think it's a free, Steve, it's a free society. It's a capitalistic society. There are no rules. So if a, if a you know, your value is what somebody is willing to pay you. I, I think it's crazy that uh, some people make $20 million on a movie, which I wouldn't pay $6 to see. But that doesn't matter. Somebody paid them $20 million. Good for them. I'm all for everybody getting paid legally. Name, image, and likeness. If your son or daughter was offered six figures to do something legally, would you say, no, 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 that's not right. You know, you're going to cause a problem in the locker room. That that inequity is, that's not a really healthy thing. Now, and I'm just putting the ball in your court. Now, that's the real world because that's what a lot of folks are having to deal with right now. Yeah, it's, it's, I tell you the thing, and Steve, thank you so much for the call. I think the idea here is, is that the further we go down this road, everybody thought name, image, and likeness you know, was going to be tricky. But the real tricky part has become the further we've gotten down the road and the different doors that remain open as we go down that road. You know, I mean, there's too many other things now starting to creep into the value piece of this. Yeah, is it nice that kids have a little more extra money than the Pell Grant or the cost of attendance or all those things? Sure it is. But was it abused in the process because somebody fired one out over the bow of the boat to get their group going? You could say that's happened. 
interesting now to watch how it gets regulated because this is not like the portal. See, that's the other thing, too, I worry about. Both of these are being looped into the same thing, and they're not the same thing. It's two very different elements that college athletics is having to deal with. And right now you hear about the portal and name, image, and likeness, and it's like they're brother and sister. They're not. They're from two separate houses. We'll take a break. When we come back, the biggest star. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we go to break, since Steve wouldn't honestly answer that question, Wes, I'm going to throw it on you. (laughs) I'm going to throw it on you, big man. Uh, you got okay. you got you got a, a son down there in Tiger Town. He's part of that whole deal sure. with Brad Brownell. Let's just say some big time mm-hmm. Ipte booster, some Clemson uh, booster. The guy says, "Hey, you know what? That guy on the bench does a great job. I'm going to give him a hundred thousand dollars to come wash right. my car every week, or whatever it is." I, what, what do you tell sure. him? What do you tell him? Take that money. If there's value in it, and he if he understands the implications and understands the taxes. He should do it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, exactly right. That's that. It would be the. But he has to answer. understand the implications and the taxes. Without question. Again, you want to be an adult. This is how the real world works. You get paid. You got to write. That's exactly you know, right. Half of it's going to go away from you. That's the way the world works. So, I, and, I, to me, that's an honest answer. I agree with that. I will add this: that is the biggest cautionary tale of all of name, image, and likeness is the taxes promise you it's part of it we will take a break when we come back uh biggest star on your campus we've identified some heck we're gonna have one in the nine o'clock hour and uh oh there's television star armando baycott and tvd packer and durham continues in a moment packer and durham Packer and Durham, 844-SAY-ACCN is the number for the program. And, and by the way, if you're watching or listening to us and you do have that, that question that Steve just asked, it's the easiest way to answer the question. Put yourself in that position as a parent. If your yep. son or daughter mm-hmm. is in college, loves their situation, playing a sport on scholarship, maybe they're a walk-on, doesn't even matter. But yet there is a yep. collective or a booster or whatever the case may be that says, hey, listen, I really like him or her, and I think they'd be a great fit for my company, and I'm going to pay them. I, I don't even care if it's five grand, ten grand, a million dollars, whatever. Would you allow them to accept it? Yes or no? Yeah. I, and I think how you answer the question is kind of how you'd answer the question. I mean, I, you know, I, if, I, if my two daughters were still back at Clemson, uh, even though they neither one played a sport, but somebody was willing to give them an absorbent amount of money to be a spokesperson or whatever, and they were comfortable with, number one, the company, the person, everything, you take the money. You take it. You take it. Absolutely. The question is, do you understand? And again, we go back to the student-athletes on this and the guidance around them. Do they understand the tax implications, right? That's the piece that, at some point, Somewhere, some school, somebody's going to come into focus on that. You know that as well as I do, right? There will be there will be a poster child for I didn't know the government got fifty three percent. That eventually is going to ha- that storyline is going to happen. There's eventually going to be right. a storyline. We're going to get to the college football playoff one day, and a star player is going to go. You know what? I'm going to save myself for the draft. Now we've seen it for the you know. 
dogeatmyhomework.com bowl and all that kind of stuff. But eventually, we're going to see it eventually in the college football playoff where a star goes, no, man, it's about me now. I I am going to hold out for the NFL draft. So we're going to see it eventually when it comes to this tax stuff too. Somebody down the road is going to go, man, I'm broke. What are you talking about? I owe the government. It's going to happen. So don't be stunned when that becomes a headline at some point in time. It'll happen. promise you. All right. Which, like we told you we're going to do this. It's fun to do. It's always changing and evolving on every campus. Which stars, which student athletes are the biggest stars on each ACC campus right now? Not last year. Not what you think is going to happen today. Cinco de Mayo. Now, I, I made a list, Wes. Uh, I'm just going to throw a couple. Let's go. Which, 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 I'll get hey, hey, easy, big man. I mean, I know you're free of Fuller. Dropping a sulfur biscuit loves on you and hugs in the morning, and you're down there with Miss uh, Vicky uh-huh. giving you coffees and stuff. So just relax, big man. The, the, the 55 pound, you know, Labrador is not leaning up on you this morning. Um, I, I think there's a couple no brainers. Like I said, Charlotte North is a no brainer to me at Boston College. And if you're a BC fan and you disagree, you may say, "Man, Pack, you're nuts, man." Phil Jakovic's the guy. You may say that. All right. Now this is up for the fans to have fun with. But there's a couple no-brainers to me. Um, like Louisville, I think you can go a couple ways with Louisville. I think Chester's favorite, Haley Van Lith, loves her. Lefty. He loves the lefties. Uh, I think she'd be on the list. I think Malik Cunningham may be a big man on campus. Could be. Sure. Right? With what he's got coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think TVD at Miami has got to be the guy, right? I mean, there's all this momentum about the Canes and football and all that great stuff. And, man, he's going to be a Heisman dude left and right. I, I could see TVD being the guy. Um, right. You know, I, I thought about a school like Virginia Tech, and I know we got Coach Pete coming up in hour number three. Is Keely Richard, right. kind of like what I thought about Valerie Cagle last year at Clemson at the time, where she was just going crazy. Has Keely Richard turned in to the answer there? Or is it, or is it like our man Couture? You know what? Could be Couture after what he did, lighten up uh, the ACC in Brooklyn. I mean, there's a, there's really, I think, kind of, there's a number of schools where you can go two or three different directions here. Well, I think you have to look at some of the social media responses. And it's ironic you bring up Virginia Tech because we have seen one post in response to your question, to the question, and the answer is Keely Richard. Right. Another social media post also mentioned Hunter Couture. I get that, I think too. Virginia Tech. Here's the one from Madison Hillmeyer. Hillmeyer, I should say. Madison taps Mike, clears throat, Keely Richard. <laughs> I, I don't think there's – I mean, certainly would be one. And then uh, later on we got one from Colleen Phelan. And Colleen Phelan says, Hunter Couture won us an ACC championship. That goes a long way on campus. I get it. Like I said, I, I try to do one for every school, all right? And there's like two or three schools yeah. where I just drew a blank. I, I just was like, man, I, I'm just not sure what the answer is. Like, for example, I, uh, let me let me just give you one. Like Duke, right? Now, traditionally, sure. traditionally, you'd think Duke, oh, man, all world basketball players. But the stars, per se, have all declared for the NBA draft, right? And I know Jeremy Roach is back, so maybe that's the answer. But I think there's some other sports at Duke where you can kind of go down that road. I mean, football doesn't really provide you one that immediately comes to mind. 
uh, baseball has struggled a little bit, right? Uh, so all of a sudden you start thinking, hey, maybe it's a, a lacrosse angle. I, I don't know what the answer is at Duke. So if you're a Duke fan and you think That's you got question. one for us, yeah. throw it on us, right? 844-SAY-ACCN. Oh. And like even like we just talked about Florida State softball a second ago, uh, sweeping the Gators last night and what Lonnie's got going on. If you think about Florida State, I mean, is it is it Jordan Travis, a quarterback? I mean, I mean the star no. power, you know, right? I mean, I mean, so like like Leonard Hamilton normally has a dude or two in basketball, but I look at their team, I'm like, I'm not exactly sure where I'd go with Florida State, and they've got again, we've had track and field athletes on here that are stars. We've had great mm-hmm. softball players. We've had great golfers on here from Florida State. So there's like four or five schools in the ACC that to me are completely wide open and really difficult to try to answer this question. All right. You can uh, bring us your answers on social media. You can tag Packer and I. You can use the hashtag Packer and Durham. Or you can call us at 844-SAY-ACCN. When we come back, another one of Packer's favorites. There's a way too early top 25 in hoops out. <laughs> Yep, on May the 6th. We'll come back way too early. There's the uh, star of Outer Banks. Back after this on Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. We were doing so well. We're 46 minutes into the program, and then Wes unveils that he's got one of these way, 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 way ridiculously way too early. Yeah, dude. Basketball. Forget about football. Basketball. Top 25. Basketball. That's right. Well, I mean, I've never seen you put head in hand like you did three weeks ago when we did bracketology. Oh, brutal. I mean, that was that was brutal. I got to tell you, that was brutal. We're already doing bracketology well, for basketball. We haven't even gotten to the well, summer well, of you know, you football pay the season. Pay the gotta bills. Pay the bills. Who's, who's in, who was demanding that we see bracketology in April? Got to pay the bills, man. I don't know of a single person. I've never met a person on the planet Earth that said, man, I cannot wait to the middle of April to find out bracketology. I, I don't know who that person is. At some point, somebody in the dot-com silo in Bristol said, Hey, Joe, oh, we got some bracketology. Oh, that's different. Now, listen, if you're looking just to fill, I mean, knock yourself out. But I don't know of anybody that was clamoring to know what bracketology felt like in April. Right. Well, let me tell you this. There's also somebody in a silo somewhere that says, Hey, hey, we need a top 25. We need it postscript of the portal. Tell us your top 25. And guess what? We got one. Jeff Borzello. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Carolina one. Houston two. Look at Duke at seven. By the way, uh, Creighton got a huge portal get. Arkansas, Kansas, Baylor, Villanova with uh, Coach Neptune at the wheel. Here is 11 through 20. Auburn, Texas, TCU, Michigan, Indiana, Gonzaga, Arizona, Bama, Tennessee, Dayton. And then the last five, Virginia, Miami, 21-22, St. Louis, UConn, Xavier. So that is uh, four top 25s there, Pac. Did uh, Jeff forget that the Atlantic Coast Conference plays basketball? Just ask him. We got two in the top 20. I I will take that bet every day of the week. 
for the upcoming 22-23 season that there'll be more than two ACC teams in the top 20 at all times. Where are the Hokies? I mean, come on. I'm going to waste time on that? Seriously. I mean, hey, hey, you want me to come up with my top 25? Because it means nothing. It means nothing in May. I saw a top Uh, 25 in football yesterday that did not have an ACC Mm -hmm. team in football in the top 10 and started laughing out loud. It included a top 25 that didn't even include NC State. I'm like, come on, man. Somebody... Did we just throw this against the wall? Did you just roll out of bed and go, oh, my God, I forgot. Deadline, i got to put a top 25 together. Let me just slap something and throw it up against the wall, and nobody yeah. will worry about it. it. All this stuff's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, Carolina, by the way, projected to return a starting lineup that features three double-figure scores: Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, and, of course, Armando Baycott. Uh, there's Baycott's up and under. Packer said that was a big play in the game that night. Uh, Puff and Johnson it, and it a was great national championship game. It was a big play. You're right. <laughs> um, Tar Heels bring four starters back. Add Puff Johnson to the lineup, and Hubert Davis expected to be preseason number one when the real preseason polls come out sometime all right. in October. All I'm gonna, here's all I'm going to tell you. you. Here's all I'm going to tell you. When it comes to all these polls for basketball, if you read okay. anybody, I don't even know who the person is. But if you are into all this way, way, way too early nonsense and you're really into it and you read that North Carolina is not ranked in the top two in that person's poll, that person's either an idiot or is biased. So I'm going to tell you. Let let me show you uh, Duke's projected lineup uh, next year. Now, I want to caution you on one thing here when I show you this lineup. Trevor Keels is going to be in a very interesting situation in Durham because he's going to go through the combine, is what I understand, and then a decision will be made. Um, But this projected lineup we have for you does not feature Trevor Keels in it. Uh, They're number number seven in the way way too early top 25 that Borzello put together. Remember, they got Lively and Whitehead, outstanding recruits. They've got two guys in the portal, Kale Catchings of Harvard, and also Ryan ha- Ryan Young's a big guy at Northwestern who I had a chance to see this year in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. He's a nice ad. That's a nice piece. Uh, by the way, that's a weird deal with Chris Collins. Kid comes in the portal and he ends up at Duke. But anyway, nonetheless. Wes, um, Wes, you tell me Duke's going to have really good players? Is this stunning development? Yeah, there you go. How about that? How about that breaking news? Um, so, but uh, Mitchell, Whitehead, uh, Lively, Filipowski are all guys in the top 25 or so of the ESPN 100 when it comes to Duke's lineup next year. So, but remember, again, the Trevor Keels thing is out there. Uh, Bancaro, A.J. Griffin, those guys I think are, are in to stay. Um, the other school listed, and I think you called this, if Virginia can score it, that's a whole different dynamic. And we're also talking about a team that brings everybody back, Pack. All five starters come back for Tony Bennett. Uh, if you don't think they're one of the 20 best teams in America, I, I'm not going to try to even waste my time trying to convince you. They will be. Uh, Tony Bennett, great coach. They got experience. They got guards. They got all the scores back. Will they need to be better offensively? Of yep. course they need to be better. They know that. And I suspect they will be with another year of experience. So, 
Again, put them wherever you want in a way, way, way too early top. To put them 53rd, what difference does it make? Virginia's going to be just fine. Yeah. Thank you. Tony Bennett's going to be back, and the Who's are going to be in business. And yeah. Duke's going to have really good players. I know they lost everybody and their brother, and Jeremy Roach is back, and maybe Kills is back. But John Shire is going to recruit good players. Duke without Duke having a bunch of can't play dead in the cowboy movie guys, nah, not going to happen in your lifetime. Yeah. They're going to be just fine. And North Carolina is going to be number one or number two, and that's just the way it's going to be. And off to the races yep. we go. But all these way, way, way too early things, man. Come on. People are crazy. They're nuts. Yeah. Um, let, me, uh, let me also uh, give you the, the skinny on least Miami today. Uh, because Jim Laranega, the Charlie Moore departure after the distinguished and circuitous college career, Charlie Moore is gone. And you know for the business side of the house about Nigel Pack from Kansas State. Uh, but remember, Isaiah Wong comes back, who averaged 15. Jordan Miller averaged 10. Anthony Walker averaged less than five. But I think he's capable of being close to a double-figure score. Uh, Norshad Omier comes in from Arkansas State where he averaged almost 18 points a game as a big. And he is a guy who is a two-time uh, pack Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year. So now they got a guy to protect the rim in South Florida. And you obviously have guys that can score at a backcourt of pack and Wong could be really, really interesting. Uh, this guy, I've been told, is a presence around the glass. Now he averaged 18 in the Sunbelt at Arkansas State, but I've been told defensively is a handful. So there you go. By the way, uh, it doesn't involve uh, ACC Network or the Atlantic Coast Conference West, but going through Borzello's list, is Arkansas's first 12, are they ranked in Arkansas's second 12? Are they also in the top 25? Because <laughs> the last time I checked, I think Arkansas's got 24 dudes have committed to basketball. I, I don't know how they do it. LSU can't get a player. Arkansas's got two teams of guys. I, again, I, I don't know how this works. I know eventually Musselman will probably get it down to 12 players, but they, they should be really, really good. Yes. I mean, that's a really good coach. Good team. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you know, it's May the 5th, for crying out loud. We got so much yeah. time to worry about what a basketball season looks like. I'm kind of excited about what we're going to see coming up. We got the golf championships. We got baseball rolling. We got softball going on. We got number one versus number two nationally for an ACC title in uh, lacrosse coming up with the ladies. The men are rocking and rolling. There's so much cool stuff going on without worrying about. And I can't believe that the Team X is ranked 13th and Joey Schmoey's way, way, way too early preseason top 25. I mean, give me a freaking break. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, seriously. And I don't mean to just dump on this, but I'm dumping on this. I I see these things and just start laughing like, oh, my God. Really? With everything going – if I was a writer, and I wish I was a great one, but I'm not. If I was a writer, there is so much to talk about going on in college athletics without going, hey, here's my crystal ball. And which, by the way, uh, once the season starts, if we do go back to what you wrote in May, you'd look like a fool, right? Let's be honest about that, too. If you're going to be held accountable for such drivel, uh, let's bring it up when we get into like November and December and January of 22-23 and go, hey, remember what you wrote back in April when you had so-and-so ranked six in the country and today they're they're four and 19 just saying. I mean, don't get too yeah. carried away with all this stuff. Keep it in perspective. There you go. That's right. Good questions. All right. On the other side, uh, we will dive into some spring sport rankings, Pac. 
ahead of tomorrow's Packer rowing rankings. Oh yeah, we check every we check those every matter. Other spring sports. Those matter. Sands rowing. We are not checking rowing. All the other spring sports, we're checking as we go to eight o'clock on Packer and Durham. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371 and streaming on the ESPN app.